gonna press this green button. There we go. Now can everybody hear me? We're good? All right, so see, I was practicing projecting. So you project in the theater. You guys could hear me in the back anyway, could you? Yeah. All right, so my life in the theater, and I remember my, uh, going to college and studying theater and loving the musical, the American musical, right? What a blast. I remember my, my theater professor saying, well, that's a showstopper. And I'm thinking, that's bad. You don't want to stop the show, right? Because that's when you forget your lines, or that's when like something falls and breaks. But he meant the showstopper in a good way, that everybody's going, wow, did you hear that? Did you see that? Showstopper in musical theater was something that is amazing, takes focus, and everything else probably pales in comparison to that. So showstopper. Jesus' word from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, is a showstopper. You read the, the Gospel of Matthew, and it's pretty convicting. And just when you think you got, got God figured out, and just when you think you and Jesus are pretty good, here comes this showstopper for the people of Israel at this time. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is like the tweet that goes viral, the YouTube video that goes viral. And I want to explain to you why that particular line is so crucial for understanding the gospel. When you think of the word Pharisee, you think bad, don't you? Like we even have a word, pharisaical, right? That's a, that's a bad word, right? So you think of great religious hypocrisy. You think of oppressors of the people. You think of those who plotted and opposed Jesus. And you think that's bad. Being a Pharisee is a bad thing. And, and, and you're right about that. Uh, we might even be tempted to use the word Pharisee against one another. For example, when was the last time someone called you a Pharisee? And you responded, why, thank you very much. I, I've been really trying lately. No, we, Pharisee is kind of a bad word for us. But it was not a bad word in the time of Jesus. It was not considered an insult to call someone a Pharisee at the time of Jesus. It was actually something positive in the worldview of the religion of the day. Pharisee literally means separated ones because they were set apart for their zeal and piety. Zeal and piety are good, right? Everybody go like that. <laughs> zeal, zeal and piety are good. They are commanded by God. And the Pharisees were exceptional at keeping the law. Keeping the law is good, right? Everybody go like that. It was commanded by God. The law is the will of God. In the Old Testament, the law was what made God's people God's people. It marked them. It separated them. It pharisaed them out from the rest of the nations around them. Being a Pharisee was a compliment in a way. 
In fact, the Pharisees were considered as doing a pretty great service to others. Most of the common people, uh, they didn't have the ability or the time or the energy to be able to keep every jot and tittle of the law. And so the Pharisees, in fact, were, had a pretty good community service to do. They were the ones that were so good at it that it would overflow for the rest of the community. So they're really helping you out, the Pharisees. They are keeping the law on behalf of others. So the thought was, well, we need Pharisees, and we need them to be so good so that we can remain God's people. So the common mindset was Pharisee good, really good, exceptionally good at doing all the right things and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. And that is the starting point to really understand Jesus' words and to be challenged by them and to be killed by them. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Exceeds, surpasses, the greatest that they could know at that time. Be greater than the greatest there is. If not, you're done for. And that's what we call a showstopper in the Gospel of Matthew. Here's what our Lord is doing. Jesus, our Lord who loves us, our Savior and King, here's what Jesus is doing to us for us this morning in this showstopper of a line. In the first place, number one, Jesus is redefining what it means to be a keeper of the law. Jesus is redefining what it means to actually keep the law. He is convicting his original hearers and any of us who think that by keeping a set of rules or ticking the right boxes or following the right flow chart or maintaining some kind of outward piety, that any of this is true righteousness. It isn't. Merely externals in religion do not cut it with God. That's the word of conviction from our Old Testament reading as well. Just doing the outside stuff, man's outward appearances, ticking the right boxes, going to church, doing the things on the outside that everybody can look at and say, yeah, you're a Pharisee, you're set apart. That is not true righteousness. Jesus is convicting us, and he is calling us to return to the law of love. Beyond any kind of outward religious legalism. Jesus himself said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is to keep every commandment. 
This is to cross every T and dot every I. In this, Jesus is, our loving Lord is deeply convicting us of our pharisaical attempts at righteousness. If you keep all the rules, but you do not keep them in love, you have failed, Pharisee. And if you have true love for God above all things and true sacrificial love to your neighbor, you don't need any rules, flowcharts, commandments. Because the law of love fulfills every command. And, and so, my friends, Jesus is saying every rule that we make, and, and we make human rules, but they are to be made out of love. And every rule that we break, we have to break rules, human rules, sometimes. We must break them out of love. And every command that we keep, we are to keep it motivated by love. Showstopper. Surely this does indeed surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees. And surely this does condemn us all. More than the pharisaical, outward, legalistic, keep the rules, do the right things, follow the flow chart, obey all the rules. Jesus in this word gets to the heart of the matter. True righteousness is true love for God and neighbor. And that convicts us. That's the first thing our loving Lord is doing. He convicts us of our pharisaical attempts of constructing some sort of outward, legalistic, religious piety that will somehow reconcile us to God. It will not. It's not enough. Your righteousness must exceed that of the best of the best. The Pharisees. That's point number one. But point number two, the other more important thing that our loving Jesus is doing by giving us this showstopper alarming word is to drive us back to him. Through this alarming, showstopping, convicting word, he's drawing us back to him. He who's the only one whose righteousness has ever surpassed that of the Pharisees. Jesus is righteousness itself. His love is love itself. And his righteousness is a gift given to us by his love, fulfilled in his love for us and for all people. When Jesus went the way of the cross, he sacrificed for all, and he soaked up the sin of all, and he placed it upon himself, and he placed it within himself. The sins of the whole world 
Pharisees or not, good people or bad people, pious people or not pious people, religious people or not religious people, Jesus took it upon himself, the broken, dysfunctional rebellion of all of mankind, and placed it upon himself. Ultimately, our righteousness can only surpass that of the Pharisees through faith in this Jesus, Messiah. Faith in his blood shed for sinners, of which we are the worst, even good Lutherans who do all the right things, for sinners like us and for all people, his blood of forgiveness washing over us, and his perfect life of righteousness placed upon us through faith in his name. This is what it means to be separated ones, Pharisees, in the best possible sense. We are separated ones because though we have broken every jot and tittle of the law in thought, word, and deed, though we have not loved as we should, yet Christ Jesus still calls us to himself, redeems us, forgives us, washes us. And Christ gives us his righteousness, that alone which exceeds anything of this world and places over it, it over us as a gift through faith alone in his cross and resurrection. Thanks be to God that this sets us apart. Now in this place, but even also for all of eternity, and even also for love and service to our neighbor in need. Friends, what a Savior we have. What a Savior you have. That though we were the worst of sinners, inside and out, yet his love still was given to us. His love on the cross, sacrificing himself for us, made real again this morning in baptismal grace for those who don't deserve it and yet get it freely. His love and forgiveness given again to us this morning in his true body and blood, separating us as sinners redeemed, forgiven, sent, set apart. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.